Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest today is custom rodeo bronc saddle maker Dave Dahl. We'll hear from him after this. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. For nearly five decades, Dave Dahl has been custom making bronc riding saddles at his shop in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. Well, I decided I wanted to make a saddle for my brother Gene, and I bought a tree and a side of leather and ran into Dick Jones. He said, I know how to make saddles. I said, I made a couple, so went down to Dick's house in, in Fort Pierce, and we, he showed me how to make a saddle, and, and so we got the one done, and I said, well, let's get a building, so we purchased the old park and drugstore on Main Street in Fort Pierre in 1974 and I moved in there with a bed and a treadle sewing machine and and uh, just started fixing anything that came in the door and started getting a few saddle trees in and made stock saddles and repaired truck tarps, anything it took to make a living. So, Your first saddle, was that a, a bronc saddle? Is it yes. just a regular riding saddle? Or? A, first saddle was a bronc saddle. So how'd, how'd your brother do? Oh, he got to ride fairly well. <laughs> Talk a little bit about how you start. How does it begin to make a saddle bronc saddle? Well, first you have get your tree and you get it the size that the cowboy wants. Uh, uh, if a guy's uh, five foot eight, he rides about a sixteen and a half size tree, and and then you put the riggings in and put swell cover on, fit the seat, and make the skirts and put the latigos and bellets on it and and make stirrup leather so he can get on it and ride. You make it sound so easy, Dave. <laughs> How do you start with the saddle tree part? Do you make that? Where does, where does that well, come from? My trees are made by Custom Tree Company in Tennessee, and I order them different lengths for different guys. And the leather you use, you know, where does that come from? What kind of leather is it? I use cowhide. It comes from uh, Herman Oak Tannery in St. Louis. Does it come cut up, or do, do you cut the pieces? How does that work? Half, half a cowhide, and I buy 10 at a time, and... They're running right around $240 a hide right now with shipping. So then the various pieces that are on the saddle, do you have to cut those out? Oh, yes. I cut out every piece by hand. So then how does it work to try and connect the leather? I mean, you can't just throw some glue and slap it down, right? I hand-stitch the candles, and I sew the rest of it on an American sewing machine there. Talk a little bit about the equipment you use. The sewing machines are absolutely incredible. Well, it's... Use a harness stitch. It was probably made back in the 30s, and they're old machines, but they do the job. Wouldn't want to get your finger in that needle, though. No, you don't want to get your fingers in there. <laughs> Talk about some of the saddles you've made, some of the stories you've heard from some of the, the cowboys and bronc riders that have used your saddles. Well, I've made a saddle for Tommy Reeves from the time he started, and he won the world in 2001, and and he got Glenn O'Neill and Scott Johnson to ride my saddles, and and Glenn won the world the next year, and Scott was runner-up for the saddle rock and the all around at least once. And and through that, it just settled on to better cowboys getting the saddles as we went. So about how many saddles do you typically do in a year, and is it a lot of local folks, or, or where do your saddles go to? Well, they go all over the country, Canada, Australia. I usually make 55, 6. This year, I'm uh, hoping to make 60. I've been averaging five saddles a month, so... And how long does it take on average for one saddle? I make one in about five days. 
you know, what's the most unique character that you've met or that's asked you to to make a saddle and, uh, you know, throughout all of your years, a, a couple of interesting stories well, and characters? There's one for Dale Brisby. He's a comedian on, on, the, on the rodeo circuit. And I've oh, been a lot of good cowboys. What's different about a saddle bronc saddle versus what most of us would think of as just a regular Western saddle on a horse? Well, your D's are set back further and your stirrups are hung forward and and uh, you have a bigger, higher cantle, more dish cantle and, and, uh, and no horn. So it's, it's a, strictly for competing in rodeos. The horn would be bad for bronc riding. Yes. <laughs> What do you enjoy most, Dave, when you're working with the leather and the people and the saddles? You know, what, what part of it's most fun for you and why? Well, I like to watch them, watch the Cowboys ride in my saddles. As I was making nice right now. I have the leader in the world, Sage Newman, out of, Mon- out of Montana, and, and about seven more in the top 15. So it's nice, and I, I usually go to, I always go to the Casey Tibbs match and go around and meet all the young Cowboys. I might have talked to them on the phone, but I meet them in person. So that's enjoyable. If folks are are watching a rodeo and watching the bronc riding, you've got a couple of signature things that if you see it, you'd be like, hey, that's a Dave Dahl saddle. Tell us about this. Well, I have a basket stamp that I call the old Hamley basket stamp, and then I have a buckle, special buckle on the front that buckles where you can unbuckle it and open up your saddle and adjust straps underneath. So it's a, a certain type of buckle and a strap and then a basket stamp. So how long have you been doing this? Well, I started in 1974, so I'm on my 47th year. So. I know there's obviously a lot of interest in your saddle because you've sold nearly 2,000. Well, 1947, I believe. So we're getting there. I'm working on, so. There's a lot of interest, obviously, in the good quality Bronx saddle. You know, is there a lot of saddle makers, people taking the time to do these by hand and, and, and make them? Well, there's some, but they come and go. They don't stay too many years, a lot of them, and... And I guess I'm just too stubborn, so I'm going to stay around a long time. <laughs> Do you have a, a next generation in the family or somebody that, that you've spoken with that kind of thinking maybe it would be interesting? Or Not really. I have several grandsons, but I, I think they're going to be ranchers and ropers. And so now I'll eventually I'll find some young fellow that wants to, wants to work. He better like to work a lot if he wants to take over this job. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about you, your history, your saddles and saddle making that you'd want to share today, Dave? Well, just that I'm 47 years on Main Street in Fort Pierce is kind of a mark. I'm probably the oldest business on Main Street. It wasn't Mr. Ed Duffy, but he's gone now. So, no, it's, it's just been a good area to be in. And home of Casey Tibbs, and it's got a lot of rodeo history. With Agriculture In-Depth, brought to you by Sioux Nation in Fort Pierre and Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.